0: Hello everyone! I hope you have started the new year 2021 with hope and motivation. Today we have our book review by Haluk about RFID and their application in the world of transportation. Barish will share the latest in news from different sectors, from industry to research grants, in our news mini section for this episode. We are incredibly pleased to have Dr. Claudio Rancoli as our special guest today. He is going to talk about intelligent transportation and traffic optimization. But before that, I would like to introduce our new volunteer to the group, uh, Mr. Ruzbeh Mohammadi. He is a PhD candidate in Alta University and will conduct the interview with Dr. Roncoli. Welcome, Ruzbeh, to the group. Let us uh, start our episode listening to Barish and Minute Section. Hello, dear listeners.
1: This is Barish Chuan. Presenting following news in the field of ITS for the episode 61 of Ideas podcast. In this episode, we bring you some of the latest news on smart mobility. Waymo adapts the term autonomous. Waymo has announced it wants to use the term autonomous to describe the technology it is developing, instead of the term self-driving. The alphabet said, this small change is more than a branding or linguistic exercise and is important for a safe operation of vehicles on public roads. The company wrote in a blog post that some automakers are using the term self-driving in an inaccurate way, giving the general public a false impression of the capabilities of their driver assistance technology. It is highlighted that fully autonomous driving technology is designed in a way that does not require a human to take over the manoeuvrability of the vehicle, unlike some personally owned vehicles on the road today. Waymo also created a website called let's talk autonomous driving with its partners. Hitachi partners with Hyperloop transportation technologies. Hitachi Rail announced that a partnership with Hyperloop DT will aim to develop cutting-edge technology for signal and traffic management and control systems. Hitachi Rail's ERTMS signaling technology will be used to manage and to automate the Hyperloop DT's capsule traveling system. Hitachi believes the partnership highlights Hitachi Rail's commitment to developing innovative transport solutions. And the Hyperloop TT CEO Andreas León says, having Hitachi as a technology provider will show the world that transportation companies are ready to contribute to our system. 50 million US dollar grant for ITS in US. The US Department of Transportation announced that it had awarded nearly 50 million US dollars for 10 projects that use advanced intelligent transportation systems technology to improve mobility and safety. The Grantsville fund projects in areas such as advanced real-time travel information, integrated corridor management, and vehicle communication technologies. These highly innovative projects offer high-tech solutions to relieve congestion and improve safety and efficiency on the nation's highways, said U.S. Transportation Secretary in a news release. Sustainable and Smart Mobility Strategies from the EU Commission The European Commission has published a report on sustainable and smart mobility strategies. The Commission puts forward a set of measures to ensure sustainable, smart, and resilient return from the COVID-19 crisis in Europe. The report points to the emissions as the most serious transport challenge, referring to the EU greenhouse gas reduction target and the European Green Deal Master Plan. The report lists various flagship policies ranging from sustainability to digitalization. The flagship six urges Europe to seize the opportunities presented by connected, cooperative, and automated mobility. Commission will explore options to support safe, smart and sustainable road transport operations under an existing agency or another body. For rail automation and traffic management, the Commission will propose to update the technical specifications for interoperability to encompass new technologies like 5G and satellite data. Thank you for listening to the MiniNiv section of the ITS podcast. We will continue to bring you more news of breakthrough advances in our field in the upcoming episodes.
0: This was Boris Chauhan uh, from Technical University of Munich. Thank you, Boris. As you know, in COVID days, we have been trying to continue our lives contactless. Our shopping, transportation, mobility, IoT applications are all going to have contactless life. Also, we would like to make sure that any material coming to our own house or warehouse is transported in healthy and safe method. This is a fact that we will see so many RFID applications in the near future. Furthermore, today decision makers are discussing how to mount a chip into our body. There are already many tag-like RFID chips in many types of sectors entered in our daily life, such as cars, baggages, containers, books, toll collection systems, intelligent transportation, vehicle identification, and so many others. I'm sure in the near future, everything will transform to touchless and contactless systems and IoT. RFID is a small but valuable component playing a significant role in our daily life, considering pandemic years. Especially the logistics and supply chain industry are already using this technology in all their departments. RFID is a topic that Haluk has chosen to talk in this episode. Please, Haluk, we are listening.
2: This is the book review section for ITS podcast. Read by Dr. Haluk Aran, Frat University, Elazığ, Turkey. The book title is RFID Applied and consists of 528 pages. Published by John Wiley and Sons in 2007. Written by Jerry Banks, Manuel Pocano, Les Thompson and David Haney. Radio Frequency Identification, or RFID, is a broad-based technology that impacts business and society. Every day, people around the world move from place to place by various means of transportation. But without much public awareness, more and more RFID-equipped devices have been scattered around, providing travelers more effective and more efficient experiences. Today, smartphones are developing new technologies for smart tech systems such as Apple and Samsung. Buildings are all transforming into tech-based systems in smart city concepts. As you know, in COVID days, we've been trying to continue our lives contactless. Shopping, transportation, mobility, IoT applications are all going to have contactless life. Also, you'd like to make sure that any goods coming to your own house or warehouse are delivered in healthy and reliable matters. This is the fact that we will see so many RFID applications in near future. Furthermore, today society is discussing the result for mounting a chip into our body. There are already many tech-like RFID chips in many types of sectors entered into our daily life, such as cars, baggage, containers, books, toll collection systems, intelligent transportation, vehicle identification and registration, fleet management, car parking, railway system positioning, supply chain, logistics cargo marine industry, aviation industry, and health industry. RFID technology can be applied in many different areas in the intelligent transportation domain. If an RFID tech has been installed in a vehicle, detailed information of the vehicle can be retrieved from the tech when the vehicle passes a reader installed along a road or at the entrance of a building, car park or toll gate. Furthermore, the identity of the vehicle can be read. The location of the vehicle together with the road that the vehicle has traveled can be recorded and the access right of the vehicle can be detected. The RFID information is essential for decision making on traffic control or planning to avoid congestion on highways, tunnels, bridges, or other public transport infrastructures. The existing book coverage is mainly non technical, more business related for the broadest user base. However, There are sections that step into the technical aspects for advanced, more technical readers. The book is organized into three parts and two appendices, totally 10 chapters. Part A, RFID Applied, first gives you the basics of RFID and then the most recent advances and applications of RFID technology. Part B Applications in 10 Areas explores the use of RFID in such areas as the automotive industry, healthcare, retailing, and transportation. Part C RFID Activities in 10 Countries discusses how RFID is used in such countries as China, Germany, and Korea. Appendix A 10 unique applications examines some unusual applications, such as tracking gambling habits in casinos and helping parents find lost children in amusement parks. Appendix B, 10 useful websites, lists and provides brief descriptions of 10 websites that contribute greatly in the sharing of RFID news and information. As applications of RFID continue to expand, this book helps you fully leverage the latest technology for your own organization. I'm sure in the near future, everything will transform into touchless or contactless systems and IoT. RFID is a small but valuable component Playing a significant role in our daily life, while living the tough epidemic years, the intended reader is everybody associated with engineering, science, management, business, or computer science.
0: Thank you. Uh, this was Professor Haluk Iren from Firat University, Elazig, Turkey. Now, let's all sit back and listen to a very interesting conversation between Ruzbe and Dr. Claudio Rancoli from Aalto University, Finland.
3: Hello, I'm Ruzbe Mohammadi. In this episode of IEEE ITS podcast, we are with Dr. Claudio Rancoli from Aalto University in Finland. In the School of Engineering, he is an Assistant Professor of Transportation Engineering. He received his PhD degree from the University of Genoa, Italy, in uh, 2013. Before joining ALTO University, he was a research assistant with the University of Genoa, a visiting researcher with Imperial College London, UK, and a postdoctoral researcher with the Technical University of Crete in Greece. He has been involved in several national and international research projects as the principal investigator. His research interests include real-time management and control of traffic system, exploring particularly emerging mobility, including connected and automated vehicles. Welcome to our podcast, Dr. Rancoli. Would you like to add anything to my short introduction? Uh, Thank you for your introduction, which was very uh, exhaustive.
4: Uh, I have nothing major to add, Uh, just uh, would like to thank you first time
3: for inviting me in the region for this podcast. OK, you're welcome. Uh, let me ask the first question from your research interest. Could you brief, briefly let us know what you think about the role of connected and automated vehicles in smart mobility and intelligence transportation systems?
4: Hmm. Uh, let me start uh, with the fact that the role of connectivity and automation on future mobility uh, is actually going to be very broad and uh there will be impacts uh you know on uh, a societal level uh, which will include for sure safety economy equity health uh, and health, energy pollution and, and many other uh, major factors um my research is anyway focused uh essentially at operational level of connected automated vehicles and what we're trying to investigate is mostly defects or at transportation and traffic system level so on the efficiency of these systems and on how to make them more uh, sustainable um, of course there is a first uh, issue to be understood in this context which is what are the effects that such vehicles um, may actually have on the uh, on the behavior of the traffic system um, in here there is a point which is i think quite important to be um, highlighted which is uh, the fact that when we talk about connectivity uh, in a Future digitalized world, we cannot just limit it to vehicles, but we should take it for a much, much broader perspective. When actually, uh, we're going to have information on essentially uh, everything or most of the things that move and are present around uh, our cities and our roads. Um, so, the connectivity, I see it very much as an enabler for. Um, for more informed decisions, which will be based on much more detailed information and predictions than what we have uh, nowadays. And as a second dimension of um, of connectivity, we can also rethink our uh, performance metrics uh, in our system. So, for example, uh, instead of using standard uh, methods based on, on maximizing uh, just the vehicular throughput or, or trying to uh, maximize capacities, we actually uh, can actually think more in terms of of, um, of a livable uh, space where actually users are, are at the center. And um, a second point, which is uh, quite important as well, and then from my research, quite intriguing, is the fact that connectivity automation actually uh, enables Uh, new and more detailed uh, ways of controlling our systems. So uh, just thinking of the vehicle, but again, this could be extended also to non-vehicular traffic. uh, But these vehicles can communicate with each other. They can talk with infrastructure. They can receive uh, commands from infrastructure. We can uh, send specific information uh, to a vehicle or a traveler to travel a certain uh, at a certain speed to take a specific route. Uh, or maybe to delay or, or to anticipate slightly their, their departure so that uh, the, the system result optimizes and, and the user and the traveler as a more comfortable and safe trip. Um, so in this domain, I think possibilities are numerous. Uh, to some extent, uh, I, I would say difficult to imagine in its whole uh, picture. Uh, we know of course that the industry is moving faster at this point with new technological solution. So uh, in my belief is that here we need to still a very strong need for research to to develop advanced tools for understanding and assessing this new strategy and then to make our transport system uh, more sustainable
3: than actually what we have nowadays. Okay, thanks for your uh, comprehensive answer. So to follow our previous question, Let's bring up your uh, most cited paper published five, year, five years ago on the Journal of Transportation Research Part C, which is about optimal traffic flow control in presence of automated vehicles. Please tell us about your findings and the outcome of this project. I think also there are some other papers from that project uh, in your record.
4: Thank you very much for the question. Uh, that's indeed quite a, an interesting story in a sense. So. Um, just a bit of background so this paper is um it's five years old well based on research that we started essentially uh, uh six years old at least uh six years ago sorry um so at the time essentially we were at the beginning of this um latest technological wave about connected automated vehicles um if um it seems that uh, age ago, but uh, the, the local, the mainstream media essentially, uh, and not only mainstream media, I would say, were delivering messages stating essentially, uh, tomorrow we are going to have uh, autonomous vehicles, and I use the autonomous uh, word, even though it's not uh, the most appropriate, but tomorrow we are going to have uh, autonomous vehicles and traffic congestion will disappear from our cities. Uh, that, that was the message. So they just invest in uh, in uh, technology development build these vehicles and then everything will magically uh work great um there was of course some uh some research done um in the academia in the past uh, mostly about automatic highway systems uh done in the u s thinking about developing fully automated highways so where, where' essentially uh cars were robots on the roads and then um they would just take over completely all the drivers and then, uh, del- deliver a smooth, uh, traffic. Um, what we were to realize, uh, was that the emerging situation, uh, and, um, was, was one where, uh, we were going to see, uh, for quite many years ahead, probably for the next 50, 60, 70 years, Uh, what we call uh, mixed traffic. So uh, there will be uh, connected automated vehicles, maybe. Uh, Still for many years, we are going to have human driven vehicles. Uh, And um, the technology in connected automated vehicles will will of course, not all be standardized from one day to the other, but we're going to have different kinds of systems uh, coexisting uh, on the same road, some more advanced, some less advanced, uh, and some with some level of cooperativity, some other just autonomous, uh, acting independently, etc. So uh, that, let's say, dream that from one day to the other, automation will change the uh, will change the, the way we we have uh, we operate transport system is far from being true. Uh, so w- what we did at the time, so getting back to the project I was in the context of an uh, ERC advanced grant, uh, working with uh, Professor Marcos Papagiorgio at University of Crete, Technical University of Crete. And uh, the goal of the project was looking into how we can actually consider these new uh, emerging uh, and, and features of United limited Vehicles and how we can integrate in what actually uh, was the existing traffic control system. So how we can actually control this mixed traffic uh, by using some new actuators, some new control actions that can actually only happen in connected automated vehicles. Um, so for example, uh, we can recommend to these vehicles, as I was mentioning uh, before, specific actions, drive a certain speed, uh, choose, uh, for example, a lane where to travel, etc. cetera. Uh, but still they have to exist with human driven vehicles that react only to traffic signals for example more conventional uh, actuators uh, variable speed limits for example in motorways they can happen uh, via variable message sign um, etc and um, in this kind of context so we started to think how to design this kind of uh, new management system and we started developing a a set of strategies so this paper was maybe the 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 one you mentioned uh, was uh let's say the first of a stream of other words where i started exploiting the different opportunities and seeing how uh, they can interact with each other and what are the benefits on on um, on this traffic system uh, not surprisingly the results uh, was uh, were essentially at least not for us uh, the results was that uh, if connected automated vehicles are let alone autonomous so without without uh, any um, coordination with the infrastructure, coordination with traffic management, um, then traffic actually could deteriorate and get much worse than what we have nowadays. Uh, while if we start of thinking of, of traffic management as in a more holistic manner, so uh, having integrated and coordinated control of the different components, then we can actually achieve improvement that we can consider exceptional with respect to what we have uh, what we have today with much, much more efficient, smooth and safe um, and safe traffic. And um, yeah, so this, as I mentioned, was just a, a first part of of, stream, of this stream of work. Uh, there are, of course, several issues that, that had to be solved. Uh, we had to deal with problems of estimation. We'd, we'd, we had to develop uh, new models uh, and so on and so forth. But uh, that is, of course, still uh, quite an ongoing work with several
3: um, interesting aspects to be, uh, to be explored. Thank you. So I think it's uh, too valuable research for the future of transportation engineering. So for the next question, I want to ask this. So besides Italy, which is your country of birth? You have visited many different countries, such as Greece, UK, US, China, and New Zealand, and also you live in Finland now. Do you think there is any difference in the approach of these countries in accepting and using automated and connected vehicles?
4: Uh, that's a very interesting question. Uh, not very easy, uh, to get a complete answer, um, what I can tell you is that there is certainly a different approach from the side of policymakers in, in while thinking of the legislation, policy, regulation, uh, of, of the system. Of course, this is tightly connected with the level of investments that these countries are, um, putting into these new technologies, preparing infrastructure, uh, enabling, uh, pilots, enabling technology to, to be, uh, deployed on the roads. Uh, so there there are definitely uh, very big differences um, in this country now there is one more um, level of of, uh, difference which is uh, when it comes to expectation and wishes in a certain sense so uh, what I notice is that the probably this is highly dependent on what are perceived as the main problematic of transport systems in different countries Uh, just to give an example uh, when 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 in Italy there is discussion about connected automated vehicles, uh, the, the emphasis and and the concerns are very much on the safety and security side, uh, probably due still to quite relatively high, um, um, level of incidents on our road. Um, but while here in Finland, this kind of discussion is much, much uh, milder, I would say, uh, here we think, uh, much more um, of uh, for example what are the social impacts uh, what are the systemic effects of 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 these vehicles which are of course the top of the priorities uh, Finland also being quite a, a good um, say exporter or producer of technologies uh IT technologies for example there is also a lot of emphasis uh into into um developing of course not con- uh, automated vehicles as such but pieces of technologies uh, for, uh, for those, but definitely th- these differences are quite visible. And, and uh, there are, uh, several international initiatives that are actually highlighting how, how the different countries are, are tackling
3: these kind of issues. Well, thanks. So <clears throat> please tell us about your research group. How many students and researchers, uh, do work there and what are the main projects?
4: Oh, thanks for the question. Um, so first of all, my group uh, is part of the Special Planning and Transportation Engineering uh, Unit at the Department of Built Environment, Aalto University. Uh, so this uh, unit comprises four, five, four to five professors. Uh, well, you, four at the moment, a new one is joining next year. And uh, at the moment, about then 30 researchers uh, on, on, on the broader topic. Uh, My own group, let's say the group I'm leading, uh, where we can say we focus on transport and traffic operation. Uh, We are um, about 10 people, uh, of which uh, five at the moment are PhD students, two postdocs and one senior researcher, uh, with another postdoc uh, joining next year. And uh, now I said about, because there are um, regularly either visiting students, this year, uh, not many, Due to, due to, of course, uh, international uh, issues in traveling, but um, we have anyway master students that join the group, for example, for shorter time, um, etc. Um, we have, we're involved in several uh, ongoing projects, both uh, national uh, and and international, in particular within the context of of European uh, projects. Uh, just to give you an example of these projects, we are. Um, international level for example we are uh, involved um, in a new newly founded uh, center of excellence of mars cities together with taltec in estonia uh, where we are uh, essentially uh, working on uh, my unit at least is working on the uh, smart mobility uh, stream so aiming at building the center of excellence uh, in smart mobility uh, with with a strong connection with uh, with um, Well, Finnish and Estonian and other international uh, partners, both from academia, of course, and industry. Um, We have uh, various projects from uh, local entity in Finland, for example, uh, Academy of Finland, uh, where, for example, we have a project on connected automated vehicles, which is connected uh, with the appearance of 5G, which is, um, which is a. Huge area of, of, of uh, technological development that happens uh, here in Finland. Uh, we are involved uh, within the EIT Urban Mobility kick. Uh, we also have some projects um, with international partner uh, in that context. Thank you very much for your response.
3: So you are also the teacher of the transport modelling course and the traffic flow tour course at Aalto University. Do you include any content about the connected and automated vehicles in your courses? And in general, do you think is it something that we should teach a students know or they can figure it out in the future by applying the existing principle of transport modeling and traffic engineering?
4: Thank you for this question. Uh, definitely. Yes uh i i believe connectivity automation has very clearly uh, disruptive technologies that uh that they need to be proactively considered and and already thought by the students while while uh, studying how to model and how to understand uh, current and future systems um so uh, let's also uh Keep in mind that uh at least part partial automation is already a clear reality in our in our roads uh, you can already i mean uh, at least for talking about european market more than 50 percent of the cars uh that you that are sold nowadays i think they are equipped with uh, at least some partial automation level one or two um, devices so this is uh, something that is not anymore too far in the future um, but, um, definitely what, what, what I think they should, the students should already start, uh, developing, uh, these, uh, I mean, thinking of what kind of tools and what kind of knowledge they actually need to uh, apply for, uh, understanding and, and working with this complex, um, with this future system that will of course get, uh, more and more complex um just to give you a couple of examples of 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 what i I do in my courses in the traffic flow course uh, we have uh, a session a couple of sessions devoted to uh, future traffic where we look at different modeling approaches to model and uh, evaluate assess traffic system with connected automated vehicles so this is from a purely uh, traffic flow perspective Um, we, we investigate What's essentially is the state of the art in in, in, uh, in modeling and simulation the, in simulating these um, future mobility uh, and uh, in transfer modeling for example we do uh we do um we use different modeling tools like like for example activity-based agent-based modeling to understand the impact of uh, automation and, and of different uh, other future um, mobility services in the mobility systems and uh, interesting to mention so last year we had a students project where um, in transfer modeling course where the students were uh, designing essentially uh, an automated bus service uh, aimed at improving uh, mobility on on, uh, on our campus university campus and uh, they uh, did it so let's say independently they learned how to do it by the whole, let's say, chain of modeling, collecting data, building an activity based, agent based model, and then uh, assessing the outcome of such uh, automated service.
3: Well, great. So I have another question about your uh, research group. Is your research group in collaboration with any city in order to solve real world challenges in the transportation and traffic engineering field?
4: Oh, thanks for asking. Um, yes, the answer is yes. We have a couple of uh, collaboration. I think it's always uh, very, very important that research is grounded on on, uh, on the real problems, at least uh, to some extent. Um, so uh, to mention those collaborations, for example, we have uh, an ongoing collaboration with the city of Helsinki, uh, in particular with what they, um, what they created uh it, it's um the name is yad mobility lab yad is a neighborhood of helsinki uh which is uh which is under essentially under construction uh, and, and renovation so th- this area was uh was essentially an old port area and now they are turning it into residential area and uh the um what there are of course several initiatives they, they wanted to make it some sort of a spare head of uh, of a smart city and what we are involved in is mostly the, the side of uh traffic signal control uh so there is uh the traffic has increased a lot coming from from this uh, area and the future of traffic are very different than what we in the past um so we are uh, trying to um investigate um, these kind of situations um at this point we are in a sense at the early stage of of the of the uh of the initiative and we are uh, at the moment, supporting the installation of sensors in, 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 um, in that area and uh, contributing the development, for example, of data fusion algorithms uh, to, to, from different um, sensing sources. Uh, next step that we are uh, going to be involved with is to build a real time monitoring system uh, that essentially relies on non simulation models uh, that will allow to understand what are the main uh, traffic problems or so and have a quantitative understanding of, of what's the traffic situation what's the main reasons for uh for congestion and uh, this platform will also allow to evaluate innovative um, control strategies that we may develop uh, and not only we uh, because the idea is that uh, this whole platform and data will be made completely uh, open so that uh, the goal is also uh, for, from the city perspective and, and also interesting from a research perspective that anyone can actually who is interested in dealing with this problem can actually be uh can actually use the the open data and and, then propose their own solutions uh, to the different parts of the problem um so uh this is ongoing uh i would expect some some first results during during next year Um, and it's quite uh it's going quite interesting and um well a second collaboration i already mentioned the center of excellence uh with estonia and uh, we have we are indeed collaborating essentially with with, uh, uh, with estonian partner the city of Tallinn, and we are uh, building um, an activity-based uh model combined with a microscopic simulation model and, and the goal there is to help um, assessing uh, for example and evaluating uh, future mobility systems that will be uh, first piloted, in which we are involved in some pilots. And then hopefully uh, understanding the systemic impact if these, um, if these services, for example, will, de- will be adopted
3: by, uh, by the city. Thank you very much. Uh, so Dr. Rancoli, uh, 5G and even 6G are coming. What do you think about the impact of communication technologies on intelligence transport system?
4: Uh, well, communication technologies, of course, are uh, enablers for intelligent uh, transportation systems. There is no doubt about it. And uh, enabler in the sense that um, having, for example, 5G uh, with its uh, promised guaranteed low latencies in, in communication, for example, this will allow for a safety critical application to uh, to happen. Um, from remotely so um, very um simple case I mean there are investigations already of, of of uh driving self-driving vehicles um or automated vehicles uh from remotely from a console somewhere uh, for example to handle <clears throat> difficult situations um so um the this is for sure uh, something that will bring uh, benefits in in um connected automated uh, transport systems um on the other hand i think it's if, if we talk about communication and um the what what i think is actually a major bottleneck nowadays that we are having in um in thinking of this future uh connected systems is uh is that at the moment there is scarcity of started standardization in uh, both communication capabilities protocols and which at the end reflects on the features of uh, what can actually be done by vehicles um, these for example we have a very clear uh, definition uh, what is the um, automation and its features we have these file five, five uh, sae levels Uh, we know what's partial what we what we mean everyone in the world essentially means the same when we talk about partial automation and full automation uh, we have very clear understanding of that but uh, when we go to communication uh, that's that's not happening there are no standards Uh, everyone um, who jumps in the topic proposes and develops things independently so um this, I think this is a very important stepping stone in, in, um, in developing cooperative systems so that besides the technology, of course, the is an enabler, but we also then, uh, understand what are the stand, the capabilities, and then formulate some standards, uh, for, uh, for this future connected automated vehicle systems.
3: Okay. Thank you very much for your response. So you had also a workshop at IEEE ITSC conference 2020. Could you tell us about the content of that workshop?
4: Uh, yes, thanks. Um, the workshop was titled uh, Traffic Management for Future Mobility, Connected Automated Vehicles in Mixed Traffic. And it was organized by uh, my colleagues, uh, Professor Andreas Malikopoulos from University of Delaware and Professor Yannis Mikhail from uh, technical university of crete um the uh, we were uh, around uh, eight speakers if i remember correctly and um that was extremely interesting i mean we had exceptional presentations by uh, several uh, top researchers uh, worldwide worldwide like uh, christos cassandras from boston universities petro Ioannou from University of california and marcus of from Technical university of Crete and um, and others and we had a very very interesting uh discussions on on the impacts that connected automated vehicles uh will have on future traffic and how they can actually really improve our system and uh presentations were covering different different aspects from uh, being closer to uh, vehicle level let's say up to uh, really um users level so how users can can use these systems in a wider way uh for example in, in a wiser way sorry for example with um with uh, poly- with the uh, pricing strategies for for automated vehicle systems etc um what what is uh, worth mentioning from my side is that we had a presentation uh, on uh, data-driven traffic flow estimation and intersections uh, in a partially connected uh, environment. And uh, what we presented was uh, our findings on uh, using machine learning techniques uh, to estimate uh, data from um, a limited amount, I mean, only from uh, connected vehicles. Uh, and uh, the application was on uh, urban road intersections. So, um, with uh, the goal essentially, uh of this uh, research once completed is that um we envision that uh, operating uh, we can actually operating efficiently traffic signals uh just by using connected vehicle information so uh, removing almost completely the investments for example on sensors uh, installed in the infrastructure
3: okay so As my last question, uh, what do you think about the future of transportation? Will the presence of connected and automated vehicles reduce the traffic jams? Will they ease the traffic flow on motorways?
4: This is a very difficult question to be answered, predicting the future. Um, What I can say here is that uh, we have, or we are going to have, Uh, when needed the tools to control efficiency of our roads Um, based on on well the research uh, i was mentioning before i i hope i contributed a bit on on this and of course there are many efforts worldwide on on solving these issues and we are also going to have methods to assess uh, what is the best tool to use in a certain situation and and what is the impact of, of the different tools um, of course, what I'm talking here are mostly tools that improve efficiency. Uh, now we all, uh, as transportation engineers, at least we all know, uh, that when you improve efficiency, then you have, uh, you risk, uh, if, if you don't tackle it properly, you, you risk having induced demand. So this is something quite, um, always to keep, uh, in our mind. So if you improve certain, uh, Type of service, of course, is very good because uh, we can improve safety, we can improve uh, uh, environment impacts, etc. But there is always the risk that more users are going to use uh, this improved uh, this improved service. So uh, in this, of course, as in everything, uh, the, the final word, in a certain sense, uh, is is on um, is on policymakers and on users. So uh, policymakers have to make sure that all these findings and um, knowledge are wisely used in our transport systems. And of course, users need to also understand the benefits and <clears throat> employ the systems at the best of uh, of um, their capabilities. So um, to, to try to get uh, a final answer uh, to this question is that well, we can reduce traffic jams and we can uh, ease traffic flow uh, on the motor. At least we can improve the efficiency of, of, of the traffic flow. Yes, but uh, be um, let's make sure this, this happens through wise, uh, through wise decisions.
3: OK, thanks for your interesting response about the future of uh, transportation and traffic engineering by using connected and automated vehicles. So at the end, Dr. Colley, would you like to add anything?
4: Uh, I have nothing else to add. I would just like to thank you once more for the interview. It was really my pleasure to take part in it.
3: Well, thank you very much for sparing some time and accepting to be with us. For further discussion and question, Uh, You can contact Dr. Roncoli at uh, claudio.roncoli at signalto.fi. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Dr. Roncoli. Thank you, Ruzbe. Well, uh, that's it for this episode. I wish you all a very happy new year ahead. Write to us and share your opinion and ideas about transportation in these days or if you have any new idea for your podcast. Stay safe. Don't forget to share and subscribe and check out our other media for other news. This episode is sponsored by IEEE Intelligent Transportation Systems Society. This was Dr. Maryam Kavishkar from IEEE ITS Society.